The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender. NMLS ID number 35953. Loans not available in New York. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. We keep hearing industry experts warning that a recession could be coming, and they point to the Fed's decision to raise rates as one of the drivers. But now the head of the Fed itself is joining in. This is The Principle. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for American Business Media. And today I'm joined by staff writer Doug Page. Doug, thanks for joining me. Hey, thank you, Mike. So, Doug, what did Chairman Jerome Powell actually say? Well, in an interview that he did uh, last night or yesterday with uh, a national public radio, their marketplace views, I mean, he basically said that could they have moved faster? Could they have stopped calling inflation uh, transitory? Could they have done things sooner to attack inflation? And he says, basically, in hindsight, yes, that that could have been could have been done. Um, but he said he also re- reminded all of us who were listening to the show and, and certainly the NPR listeners, too, as well, that there is something else to keep in mind. Uh, we're looking at it from 2020 hindsight. And that is keep in mind that in February 2020, just prior to the pandemic breaking out across the United States, we had uh, unemployment at about 3.5%. We had inflation just under 2%. And we had an e- economy growing uh, by a few percentage points. So all in all, everything looked good. And so going into March, when um, things are changing for us with, with a pandemic, at that point, it's hard to say where it's going to go. And so what does that mean going forward? Because obviously now, with the benefit of the hindsight that Powell has referenced, we've seen that inflation really wasn't transitory, perhaps. And we've seen the Fed take action, trying to to reach some of their goals. He's talked about a soft landing. Of course, the Fed would love to bring interest rates back down or bring inflation back down, bring the the labor market uh, into balance without a recession. But is that possible? Well, Let's let's take a quick look at things. I mean, certainly inflation. Uh, the, the latest reports put inflation at basically eight point three percent right now. Okay, that certainly is higher than it was uh, two years ago. But let's take a look at the unemployment number. I mean, let's keep in mind that in April of of twenty twenty, about a month after uh, the um, the pandemic comes across, we're at fourteen point seven percent unemployment. Now we're at about three point six unemployment. So when you think about that, unemployment numbers certainly have stabilized. What we are facing, though, is uh, for employers, is that you've got two jobs for every person who's unemployed now, which is causing certainly compensation rates to increase sizably. And as he sees it, you know what what causes inflation? Well, you, you've got a you've got a, a whack, uh, as he said, a, a whack in in the fact that you've got demand and supply are not in balance, and so you need to try and bring these things in balance. And that's what they're attempting to do with um, uh, the by bringing up or raising uh, the, the federal funds funds rate. And and 
now that we've seen, you know, the Fed has taken action, still plenty more action is needed. Is in his mind, does he think we can get there without a recession or does he think it's going to be hard to do? Well, yeah. He wasn't really uh, clear in answering that question. I mean, the, the, obviously, the hope is to avoid a recession altogether. Are we going to get there without a recession? Well, that's hard to say. Uh, he's not going to go out there and, and make a prediction for us. But certainly, he talked about the fact that they're likely to uh, raise the federal funds rate, which is the, the rate that uh, banks use to uh, uh, lend and borrow from one another on an overnight basis. Um you know, he wants to increase that uh, 50 basis points. It looks like they're going to do that in June. It certainly looks like they're going to do that in July. Y you know, the, the big question for Fed watchers is, is that enough? Will they take the rate up to 75 basis points? And while he didn't answer the, the question directly, my impression from listening to the show is that it's not off the table. Even though he's not going to come out and say we're headed for a recession, the fact that, you know, he keeps saying that that's not really the Fed's prerogative. The Fed is focused on bringing down uh, inflation, getting the, the labor that, you know, and, and that, you know, we could be certainly headed for a recession. I think that's that's concerned a lot that continues to have people worried about where we're headed. And we've seen certainly in the mortgage industry, plenty of executives, even before Powell's comments yesterday, making similar remarks about. You know, nobody's going to predict it, but a lot of people think we're headed for there. What What are they looking at when they make these predictions? Well, the the Fed, the the, the executives in the well, mortgage space. What the executives are looking for? Well, what they're specifically looking at is they're seeing certainly a uh, a down refi market substantially, uh, but they are seeing increases in the purchase market. But certainly, you know, and, and certainly it's not the, the mortgage market that it used to be. I mean, keep in mind that in 2021, the, the mortgage market was about a $4 trillion market. And today it's expected to come in at about $2.5 uh, So it certainly has reduced sizably compared to where it was. Um, what are they looking at? They're certainly looking at demand. They're certainly looking at their own numbers. Uh, it's a very cyclical business uh, in the mortgage industry. And, and because um, their, their refi numbers are down so much, you know, they're having to lay off people. Um, we saw this week, uh, you know, there, there have been more layoffs announced. Uh, for example, at Loan Depot in particular, uh, they talked about uh, they've lost money in the first quarter, $91 million. They've suspended their profit or they've suspended their, their actually their, their dividend. And they don't expect to be profitable at all this year. Keep in mind also with Rocket, you know, the, one of the largest, uh, if not the largest uh, mortgage funder in the United States, um, what they're seeing certainly is down numbers too as well. They're, they, while they are profitable, their revenue numbers are down and their net income numbers are down too as well. But, um, and, and, and in that case, uh, the CEO, uh, uh, Jay Farner, certainly is expecting a recession. So it's, it doesn't seem to be an industry that which is confident in terms of how well it's going to do this year. They are certainly, we are certainly seeing cutbacks and my guess is in staffing, and headcount. And my guess is that's going to continue uh, for the remainder of this year. Will it stabilize? It might. Have we seen other indications of how companies are getting ready? Obviously, we've seen plenty, as you touched on, even as they're, they're seeing profits, still making cutbacks. Are there other things that we're seeing right now of how we can tell that they're going to get ready for a recession? Well, by by cutting back on staffing, by reducing their headcount, that's simply that's the, the first biggest thing that they can do right there. So I think we're going to see a, a very, very we're going to see more and more layoffs going going on. 
Uh, if if you haven't, you know, will you will you will we see more cutbacks? I think it's, there's probably a chance we're we're going to see that. I mean, Rocket even has said that they they're not calling it um, you know a reduction in headcount. Uh, they're calling it a you know a career transition program for people, and that's a very successful company which is looking at you know um, certainly taking down its headcount uh, down the road. Now at the same time. Uh, Rocket went ahead and announced the fact they're they're in the market for an acquisition. So who will they buy? Will they buy another mortgage company? They might, uh, but they own a lot of different things, including you know Dictionary.com and Tharsos.com and uh, a number of other another number of businesses outside of the mortgage industry. So what will they buy? I think the biggest issue they've got to face over there is how do they stop being a cyclical company? I mean, they you know how do they how do they move the needle on on the stock price? It's it's anybody's guess right now. You touched on what Chairman uh, Powell talked about with the the go the next couple of meetings. The the fact that he wouldn't answer the question about the seventy five basis point during the interview, but he has said as recently as last week after the Fed met that as of right now the Fed is not actively considering a seventy five point basis hike. But they've got several meetings. We we everyone expects them to to do several hikes over the next uh, couple of quarters. So I guess sort of looking down the road, what 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 do we think? What are experts saying? What do we think might happen with the Fed, not just in June and July, but sort of for the foreseeable future? Well, the foreseeable future is, you know, they they go ahead and they raise interest rates in June. They raise interest in, in July. They take August off. Uh, they come back in September and they, they reassess the economy. And they either determine that the economy is doing well, doing fine. Um, and then maybe they implement another 50 uh, rate, uh, another 50 basis point increase in September. Uh, or if things are really uh, looking bad, maybe they go ahead and raise it. Uh, they raise the federal funds rate by 75 basis points. Uh, that's probably what they will do. It, it's interesting though. There, there's sort of, there are five leading economic indicators right now that, that, you know, what economists are looking at. And you've got things got like the gross domestic product. Now that's down 1.4%. Unemployment is at 3.6%. When you compare that to where we were two years ago, hey, we're, we're doing fine. Um, in inflation, obviously, it's up. It's 8.3%. The Purchasing Managers Index is sort of an interesting number because that's a look at 400 different companies in 19 critical industries uh, around the United States. And if you've got a purchasing, um, managers, uh, in, a purchasing uh, managers index that is above 50, it says that the economy is moving okay. So all told, the indications would seem to be that the economy is doing okay. Where are we seeing, you know, um, we, we, but we are certainly seeing that there are things that are closer to home too, right? We're seeing increases in gas prices. We're seeing increases in food costs, okay? And those two things are, are really hurting, uh, you know, Americans. So will we get more, uh, more interest rate um, increases? I think we will. Um, beyond that, I don't know. Yeah, we've certainly seen Chairman Powell bring up the point that there are things beyond the Fed's control that are driving some of those increases, including a war in Ukraine, uh, China now re-implementing shutdowns to to try to get COVID under control, a lot of things that they can't control that they may have to respond to. Exactly, exactly. And so we don't really know where this is going to go yet because, as you've as you said, you know, until until you the, the Fed can only control so much. I mean, they can't control a war in China. They can't obviously, or they can't control the shutdowns in China. They can't control the war in Ukraine. So we'll see what happens. Doug, thanks so much for breaking it down. Mike, thank you. 
and we'll have more headlines right after this word. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. Here's the rest of your headlines for today, May 13th. Angel Oak suffered a loss of $44 million in the first quarter. The company said that the loss was the result of historic volatility in both nominal interest rates and in the widening of interest rate spreads. Meanwhile, HomePoint Capital was able to turn a profit of $12 billion, but that's down 90% from the first quarter of last year. The company also announced a new program called HomePoint Cash Compete. The program is supposed to help homebuyers make cash offers on houses. And finally, Housing vacancies are at their lowest point in the 66 years that the census has tracked numbers. Only 0.8% of homes were vacant in the first quarter, down a tenth of a percent from the end of 2021. This has been The Principle, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All episodes are produced by T.G. Cotemporor and Matthew Mullins. Mike Savino is head of multimedia and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygaze. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review so that others can find it. Thanks for listening.